the Howling Monkey Reads Comics. Today is Sunday, November 5th, 2017. Let's take a look at who's having the funnies together, shall we? I hope everybody's doing well. It is uh, November, uh, supposedly, or in the, the depths of fall now. And overnight last night, I hope you remember to fall back, set your clock back an hour uh, because of daylight savings time. And, um, you know, it, the, this is the magic hour that you gain this time of year as opposed to the one that you lose in spring. Um, and and it, is, it is foretold that if you catch a leprechaun during the, the magic hour, you, you'll be rich. So I, I hope you all caught leprechauns. And I look, man, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's my, my whole internal clock's off because of this daylight savings time nonsense. And I'm making up stuff about leprechauns. Let's just let's just move on and talk about hilarious comics. All right, our first comic of the day is The Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. In this episode, uh, Brutus is driving somebody and he says, How did your annual physical go uncleated? How did your physical go uncleat? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's how did your annual physical go, Uncle Ted? I, and Uncle Ted advise, advises Brutus that Oh, everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, I've, I've lost an inch in height since last year. And he goes, what? The Born Loser says, what, you shrunk? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's normal. We, you know, we, we lose height as we age. And it'll probably even happen to you, Brutus. And Brutus says, oh, the Born Loser says, oh, that's great. As if my height to weight ratio isn't bad enough already. The joke here is that um, Brutus is a tubby little man. And as he gets older, that will just get worse because his 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 height to weight ratio will be worse. So he's unlikely to lose weight, but he is going to lose height. So that excuse the ratio. Our next comic of the day is the Griswells by Bill Shore. In this episode, the bear and the porcupine are traipsing through the wood. I'm sorry, it's not a porcupine. It's it's a little little cub bear. I, I apologize. There is not a porcupine to be seen. It is a bear and probably his cub. Uh, not, not at all a porcupine. Anyway, the big bear is saying, remember, always dream the impossible dream. That way, if your dreams don't work out, you have a good excuse. <laughs> the joke... The joke here is that that the bear is suggesting you should should aim low. That way, uh, you you, or rather, that you should dream. Aim. Man, okay, you should aim high, so high, in fact, that no one will question you if you don't reach your goals. This is a very very cynical bear, if ever I've seen one. So that's the joke. There is that uh, set unrealistic expectations, so no one will be surprised if you fail to meet them. Our next comic of the day is BC by Mastroianni and Hart. In this episode, uh, one of the cavemen, I, I don't know if it's Peter, Thor, or the other guy, the, the blonde caveman, picks up a tablet and writes, it's Peter. Oh, they answer it for me. It's Peter, uh, and he he etches, and this is the thing he decides to etch on a, a tablet. How do you decide where to position your military? And then he casts the stone tablet to see, and of course, being made of stone, it floats. And then he waits for the, it to return. And the the answer is, we follow the return path of this slab. <laughs> the joke here is that uh, that Peter has unwilling, unwittingly notified a 
bellicose nation as to his whereabouts, and they're going to come and murder all the cavemen. So that's that's kind of funny. Our next comic of the day is Ripley's Believe It or Not. And, it, you know, it's it's a comic that's just filled of fascinating facts. Like some guy grew a carrot that weighed 22 pounds. There's a carp that died in 19... Yeah, the fish. That's right. It's about a fish that died in 1977 that, that may, may have been born before the American Revolution. We don't know for sure. And then uh, Homer Simpson was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame for some reason. And then uh, a single day on the planet Venus is equal to eight months on Earth. Yeah, so there, there you go. A day on Venus is like eight months on Earth. Okay, kind of like being in in Detroit. Whoa. Oh, I'm kidding. There's nothing, nothing wrong with Detroit. I've spent a lot of time in the airport there, and that's it. Just the airport. Uh, and it's good airport. They got like this cool tunnel with lights and stuff. It's real. You just have to go look, Google, Google the Detroit tunnel at the airport, the airport, Detroit tunnel, the Detroit airport tunnel. That might be your best, your best bet. Our next comic of the day is Graham's Fred Bassett. In this episode, um, Fred is outside with some people, uh, watching fireworks like you do. Um, and then he gets sad and scared and flees into his house and hides under a blanket and says, my sanctuary. <sighs> the joke here is that dogs are frightened of fireworks and they do not want to be near them. So, so Fred fled and is now hiding. And so that's the joke there is that the dog is scared of fireworks and now he is scared, frightened, Sad and alone, just like being in Detroit. Whoa. Our next comic of the day is Baby Blues. In this episode, uh, the wife is reading a magazine, and she goes, man, the houses here are beautiful. Everything's perfect. Uh, the furniture, the walls, carpet, everything is gorgeous. And then she goes, and you, you don't see any kids, though. And the husband says, starting to connect the dots. And, of course, their house is all strewn with toys and mess and... Toys include a, a like a, a blanket, a, a, a section of track, a helmet, crayons, all sorts of things. So the joke, the joke, the point of the joke is that kids are messy and they make a mess, and uh, you can't have a showroom quality house with a kid running amok in it or kids running amok in it because they will, they will not, they will not heed your request to keep it tidy. Our, our next comic of the day is Snuffy Smith. I'm sorry, it's Barney Google and Snuffy Smith. Though Barney Google is an incredibly tiny font. And Snuffy Smith is in giant red hillbilly font. In, in this episode, there's a joke and a pre-joke. We'll do the pre-joke first. Uh, Snuffy's in the store. And uh, the 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 store owner says is holding up a bottle. And he goes... This new hot sauce will sure put hair on your chest, Snuffy. And uh, then Snuffy takes off his his hat, revealing his bald head, and says, What else you got? Joke here is that he'd like some hair on his head as well. Yeah, and finally, now we move, move on to the actual joke, the actual segment proper. And Snuffy's in the doctor's office. And the doctor's like asking him if he's got dizziness, nausea, all various, you know, symptoms to which. Snuffy says, nope. And then he goes, and the doctor says, are you fuzzy headed? 
And Snuffy says, nope. And he points to his bald head and he and says, and in fact, he's rubbing it because, because the, the balloon or the, the sound effect over him rubbing his head is rubber rub. So he's rubbing his bald head with a rubber rub and he goes, and again, he, the doctor says, fuzzy headed, nope, not since way back. And the joke here, again, is that Snuffy Smith is bald, which was the same joke that was utilized in the pre-joke. So the pre-joke is really a spoiler for the main joke, which is, it's, well, that makes no sense, but that's what they did. That's what they did on Barney Google and Snuffy Smith this week. Rub-a-dub. Rub-a-rub, not rub-a-dub. That's what you do in a tub. You rub-a-rub when you're displaying your baldness. Our next comic of the day is Henry by Don Tracty. In this episode, Henry, who also, like Snuffy Smith, is bald, but he does not speak. In the world of Henry, he does not he does not talk, and in this episode, neither does anyone else. So Henry buys a bag of peanuts, and he tries he starts feeding them to the monkey at the zoo, and the the zookeeper comes up all angry and points to a sign that says "Do not feed the animals." And Henry's angry and so angry that he's blowing a raspberry at the man as he walks out the zoo. And then he gets an idea and he walks into the post office and he offers peanuts to the post office clerk who is behind bars. So he couldn't feed a monkey who was behind bars, but he can feed a a postal clerk who is also behind bars. So the point is, is that, that Henry really wants to feed something peanuts, preferably something that is, appears to be imprisoned. And that's a joke there is that uh, he confused somebody who works behind bars with a monkey who lives behind bars. Our next comic of the day is The Family Circus by Bill Keane. Oh, yeah, it's one of these. In this episode, uh, the kids are standing outside. It's dark. And they're all going, you know, oh, it's getting dark. Why hasn't Mom called us? Maybe she forgot us. I want to go inside. And then in the next panel, Vel is sticking her head from behind a corner, which is a pretty popular Vel move. Is just you just see this disembodied head poking around a corner because it's easier to draw, I guess. But anyway, she, this this floating head Ovel is is right there lurking behind the corner, and she goes, "Okay, everybody in the house, right away. It's too dark to be outside." And the kids are now, "Oh, do we really have to come in? We want to stay out longer. We're having fun." Meh, meh, meh. The joke here is that kids are fickle and they simply want what they don't have because that's the way kids are. And and they one minute they'll be complaining that they have to stay outside and then the next they're complaining because you want them to come inside. And that's just the way children are. And that's hilarious. Ha ha ha. Finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program was brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. All content copyright Law Dog Productions, LLC. To contact us, email joe at thehowlingmonkey.com. And if you'd like to support The Howling Monkey, you can do so on Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash thehowlingmonkey.